Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Topics with Tim. Glad you're back for another awesome episode. I got my buddy Mark on today. We're going to be talking some teacher in quarantine type things because this guy is a teacher and he is living the teacher life, the quarantine teacher life. And we'll get into some sports as well. But like I told Mark, sometimes my podcast, you never know what you're going to get actually. Sometimes I plan on things and then I talk about something completely different. So I kind of just let you know the conversation lead its own, its own way. Um, cause sometimes it changes. So Mark, tell us how, how's, how's your day going? How's today's a what Tuesday? Yeah. So it's kind of midweek it's for you as a teacher. So how's <laughs> teacher life in quarantine? Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I think we we're talking before the podcast started. It's, it's different. Um, I teach seventh grade humanities, which for those that don't know, it's, that's history and writing. Um, so teaching global history to kids as well as how to write papers. Uh, you know, quarantine life has become very strange. Uh, we are seeing a decreased amount of students actually participating in the work. So we're assigned assignments every day, actually every week to be specific. We actually create a whole week's worth of assignments. Uh, they go online on Google Classroom, which I think everyone that's a kid these days knows how to use. It's a pretty commonly used thing in classrooms. And then they have all week to do the work. But I have kids that haven't even logged in. Uh, haven't logged in for the three weeks straight that we've been doing this distance learning. So we're seeing oh, about 55% of the kids of our seventh grade class are actually turning in work and doing stuff. So it's, are, are these things required? Uh, is this going to affect their grade or is this just to um, keep them busy? Yeah, it's a good question. Like <clears throat> from what I understand, it's supposed to affect their grade. It's supposed to, but in reality, if you know the rules in California, um, if student fails seventh grade or sixth grade or even eighth grade, unless the parents ask to hold them back, you can't hold them back. They get to move on to next grade level. Even if they had an F, it doesn't really matter. It's really and this is This is sixth, seventh, and eighth grade that this rule uh-huh. applies? No, actually all throughout grade school, everything. So it's only once you get into high school that it's now. That it matters. Exactly. Exactly. Then you get then you have problems because they really won't they won't pass you and let you graduate if you know as a senior if you have an F you have a you know a zero point zero GPA you're not moving up at that point to college because you've done nothing. Um, but for some reason in the elementary and middle school levels, yeah, you know if you didn't do the work, oh, it's not so big a deal. Go ahead, just pass you along. Just let, let some of the teacher deal with you, which is really like a it's a disservice. I take it you disagree. I hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't hide disdain very well. Um, I just disagree because you're doing a disservice to the kid. If you're going to let them pass with doing no work, <clears throat> very little work, that sends a signal that you could just do nothing and get by in life. And you and I both know as adults, that's not true. Some people can, but the average person, the regular person like we are, you will struggle for the rest of your life if you spend your time thinking you don't have to show up and do anything. When did that law come into place? You, you know? As far as I know, I want to say it's been around since, uh, specifically since uh, Bush the second got into office, the No Child Left Behind. So that's what, oh, 2000 to 2008, roughly, when he's in office, um, is really when it started. Because it was like, you can't leave kids behind. You know, they struggle and there's gaps. And that's true. There are tons of gaps that these kids have. But you can't leave them behind. You got to keep moving them forward. Because if you move them forward, they can gain ground. And yes, it's true. But that's assuming that they have everything going great for them. Some of the kids that we deal with have really bad home lives. They have, they have different stuff going on that we'll never fully understand. And you're, at, you're, you're putting them on the same level with some kid that maybe goes to a private school where mom and dad are paying seven, eight hundred bucks a month. And that kid's going to go to class. They're going to do the work. These kids are the ones where sometimes school is the only reprieve they have from a regular life. You know what I mean? Or from the life that they don't really love at home. That's the, that's the reality of it. 
Hmm. So it sounds like it's probably probably a lot of like good intentions behind it, but maybe just not really well thought out. Kind of that premise. I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree <sighs> with that. I mean, I think it's it's supposed to be like let's not let them fall behind, and I totally get that. But it's not doing a service to those kids that are now. I don't want to say they're milking the system, but their parents could be technically if they're thinking, oh, just pass them along. I want my kid to get through this so they can get, you know, get to high school and get, it's like, you're not going to be that more, much more prepared. So what are you really doing for them? And I'm not saying they need to be held back five years in a row. Like there are kids I, I saw were held back when I was teaching in elementary and they literally, when they went to middle school, they caught up, they did one full year, jumped ahead and caught up with their class and boom, right back into it, feeling good because they didn't I feel like, like that would be so motivating too, as a kid, right? Right. See all your exactly. buds, all your buds move up and you're with these younger kids and you're like, what am I doing here? <laughs> yes. Like that'd be and very motivating. You, like, yeah. They, they make I gotta get my together. Exactly. Cause those, <laughs> those kids, those kids that you're now stuck with are going to be like, dude, there's a loser that got held back. Who's this? You know, I tell the kids all the time, don't get held back because the kids behind you aren't nice and they'll let you know you don't belong in their class. So it's, it's just the reality of it. That's all. And it's, it's frustrating um, that some of these kids aren't taking it seriously and their parents aren't either. Like I get it. The yeah. online thing is a huge change. It's not what you're used to. We totally get that. And I respect that it's, it's different. However, it doesn't mean that it's okay then to miss, take an extended summer vacation or spring break into summer vacation and call it a day. That's not how that works. Hmm. I feel like anyone, any kid other than maybe the high school seniors are happy <laughs> or maybe not, maybe not. Cause you don't really get to see your friends. I you don't, like you don't. Yeah, you don't. That's, that's what makes school right? fun for me is just a place to see your friends every day. I'm a big, I'm a big quality time. That's my love language is quality time. Oh yeah, for sure. So I would be, I'd be so frustrated cause I can't see my friends. Right. You know. And, but see, it's interesting. Like the, the demographics we deal with, and I always say this, I always find it funny because I'm, I'm like you. When I was going to school, that's, I went to my friends. Like, yeah. I love school. I enjoy school. So I'm a teacher. I love school. But I like my friends. You never I, stopped. You never stopped going. I did exactly. You never stopped going. It's just like, it's just fun. Like, I enjoy, well, that's the truth. Too well, though. Were you like the straight A valedictorian? No, God, no, no, no. I was, just, I tell the kids all the time, I was a B and C student. I am proof that you can do that and still make a good living. <laughs> like, you don't got to be. You don't got to be straight A's all the way through. You could be just as smart and get B's and C's. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, no, I was not. Like I was a kid that needed to study. Sometimes didn't and then did really well. Sometimes didn't and then failed miserably. Sometimes uh, stayed up too late watching the sports game and didn't do your homework. And then the next day you're like, oh, crap. I mean, but that, it's still worth it in the end because you still loved getting to watch that game. So at the end of the day, it was like, ah, I'll do the next <laughs> assignment. I mean – I'm not going to say no, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say this for the most part, I was the one that always did my homework, but of all my friends, I'm the one that always did my homework. I never missed homework. Um, but it didn't mean I didn't be honest. Do did you let them copy off you? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> them, like all right, here, go ahead, go ahead. just do it. Cause I'm the only one that did it. So I might as well just let them copy. So let's save their ass. You know how it goes. <laughs> That's a way to make friends and, 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 you know, good loyal it friends. Doesn't hurt things. Yeah. It doesn't hurt things, you know, why not? Right. <laughs> uh, what do you think? the ramifications of this whole quarantine, the whole, this, you know, the rest of school year, what do you think the ramifications are for these kids? Do you think they're going to be behind? Do you think they're going to go back in the next year? They'll be fine. They'll pick right up. It'll be okay. What, what are the long-term ramifications here? I mean, I think the, the 55% that are showing up, they'll be fine. Like they're, they're doing the work. So come eighth grade, they'll be prepared. The other, what is that? 45% that's not at least probably 30 to 40% of that 45 will be fine. Like they're not doing the work because 
it's probably just a waste of their time. They already know what they're doing. They're not going to be hurting too badly next year. Some of them have reasons like they can't get internet or whatever. There's probably just a small group in there, you know, a, well, I'd say 60% of that 45 that legitimately they're going to struggle for another year. They struggled this year, maybe made some gain, but now next year, come eighth grade, you're not going to close the gap that fast. And what's going to end up happening is you have to have certain requirements met for them to promote to high school. Like they make that set up where you have to have certain things. Now you can still move on to high school, but they won't let you walk the stage. You can't do any of the fun stuff afterwards. So it's a known thing. It's like, if you're, you're messing up, you're going to have a really crappy end of your eighth grade year where you should be having fun with your friends and looking forward to high school the next year. Um, so I think there's a good chunk of them. They're really going to struggle and hopefully they have some really good teachers in eighth grade. Hopefully those teachers will be able to bridge those gaps that we've given them a good base they'll be ready for eighth grade and they will you know they, they'll be they'll actually make up those spaces and you will have very little of them that struggle and don't get to move on to high school which is good good luck to my mom who is a, a middle school teacher <laughs> yeah it's a different breed man that's 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 it i got it how being in quarantine as a teacher on a scale of one to ten how much do you hate it and is there, or is there an extent where you're like, you know, working from home, maybe reduced hours, you know, gosh, this is kind of nice. Or is it just like, I want to get back in the classroom. This sucks. So or maybe somewhere in between. So what is it? One is like, it's not so bad. 10 is like, it's unbearable. And then five is like right in the middle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like at a five or a six. Cause for okay. me, I don't, I don't hate the online because I teach one subject. And I, I like teaching with her. I'm not like my girlfriend who teaches ELA, which is English language arts. So she teaches all English and writing and history. She has a lot to cover. I teach history and writing, which though is, they really are combined into one subject. History? Best yeah. subject right it, here. High five. Yeah. History is my jam. That's, that's a video high five. Video right pursuit? There. Give me a sports question or history question. There you go. It's on, right? And that's what I'm saying. Like that's, and that's the excitement of it. It's, but I teach one subject. So it's easy for me to go in and create my stuff in Google Classroom. I, I film all my videos on a Friday. I'll sit here at my desk on a Friday for a good hour and a half, two hours at the most. And I'll record all my videos here on Zoom. And then I post them and I'm done. And like, I have my stuff, like get this, I'm already three weeks out right now on all my lesson plans. That's how far advanced I am because I have all the extra time. So I even tell my supervisor, I'm like, I'm three weeks out right now. And she's like, cool, keep doing, keep doing what you're doing. I'm, that's fine. And I'm going to keep doing it because for me, um, I like the flexibility. Yes, I miss the classroom. I'd rather be in front of the kids, talking, telling kids to shut up, having a blast with them, making jokes. Like, I love that. I, I couldn't trade that for the world. That's something I don't like about this is I don't have kids in front of me, making jokes with me, uh, having lunch with me. Like, just we used to have good laughs. I, I love seventh graders because you can laugh with them. They understand a lot yeah. more than little kids. Uh, you, know, you know, your mom's a middle school teacher. She knows, you have different relationships with those kids. And that's what I really miss. But for me to be this far ahead, I was always at least a week ahead. But being that far ahead and like getting my stuff done one well advance and just kind of chilling then on a Friday. Like my Friday has literally become where I have a virtual lunch with students. I invite my students to have lunch with me on a Friday and on Zoom. And then after Is that, it one-on-one? Uh, no, as many want to show up, they can. I've had as many as four show up, which is fine. Uh, that's usually what we come to my classroom on a regular day. Um, and we sit and we talk, we get caught up on how their life is, how their life's going on Zoom, uh, you know, like living in the quarantine world, essentially. And then, you know, after that, they go about their business. I have the rest of my Friday to myself. I'm just chilling because all my stuff's done. I've done everything. Um, so, you know, I, I'm right in the middle. Like, I don't mind it, but I do miss the interactions with the kids. Those are the best part. 
you're three weeks out. Yep. So what are you doing with your time? Uh, so I mostly, to be real, what I have literally done with my time is I've been reading a lot. I mean, I read a lot anyways, but I've been reading a lot of books. Um, so inside of reading, spending a lot of time on Amazon, buying stuff, which I probably shouldn't, but you know, it's like, why not? Right. I have extra money and I can't go out. So I might as well use that money for something. Um, I've gone a lot into shoes as of late. I know that could probably be a whole separate podcast to us. Um, a buddy of mine, I started looking at, started looking at buying, uh, buying, old, buying Nikes that, and, and other older shoes that people really love and maybe flipping them, uh, doing something like that. Like, you know, finding the pumps, the rebound pumps on a cheaper, cheaper site and then turn around flipping for 300 bucks, that kind of stuff. Like looking at those kind of ways to make extra cash uh, because secondhand sales are about to take a 25% jump over the next five years. Uh, so we're doing kind of like research on that. Uh, that's actually kind of been a, a big time suck for me. Um, other than that, honestly, playing tap sports baseball on my iPhone because I love that game. So I'm obsessed with it since I love baseball. So I'm, uh, I've been constantly trying to make my team better and build my team. That's been a, a big time, time suck for me as well. <laughs> yeah, one last uh, teacher-ish question, then we'll, sure. then we'll move on to your favorite subject of baseball. What got you into history? Why, why teach history? Ah, uh, um, well, in this case, I wanted to teach it anyways. Um, I just, I enjoy history. Like I really, I, it's one of my favorite subjects. Uh, American history is actually my favorite. It's the, it's the most fun to teach, but I, I yeah, America, you know, America. Probably my favorite. It, it's, it's just yes. fun. American history is a blast, but I recently I went to really, Boston. Oh, I loved it. Cause that there's a street you walk down where all the homes are original from that time. And you're just like, of course, I just got transported into a different time period. This is so I bet. stinking cool. Right. And it's like, it's, it's stuff like that, that makes you go, that's why, and, it, and you can go visit so easily. You know, you can, it's a lot harder to travel to Europe and other places and see anywhere in America, especially on the East coast, you can look at, you know, what life used to be like essentially during colonial times, which is that, that right there is, is worth teaching in that environment. Um, but my, my superpower just, that I would have when people ask me what my superpower is that you would choose, oh no. I would choose time travel. Really? Of just be like, oh, I want to go see like, you know, <laughs> okay, the first thing that came out of my mind is going to sound horrible, but I want to see the JFK assassination. I want to oh see what happened. Lord. I want to well, see like, was there someone in the grassy knoll? You know, but I you want, can't, as long as you don't I change can't. anything. As long as you don't change anything. As long, as course, they tell you. I can't. Remember, I can't. you can't touch, you can't touch anything. You know? Yeah, time don't create, don't create an alternate universe that ruins everything. <laughs> the coronavirus might be worse in that universe. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> don't ruin this for all of us, Tim. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but no, but, I mean, it's, it, I, I feel you though. I get, I totally get what you mean. Like, I totally get it. Like that is, is the epitome. And that's why, you know, teaching stuff like history is, well, it's exciting because you get to talk about those things and helping kids realize. And then they like, what's, what's cool. My favorite is seeing things that you show them that came from history. And they're like, well, people do that like now. And I'm like, Oh, where do you think it came from? And then you get to connect those dots for them. That's where it like, it's mind blowing. It's like really, it's really cool. Um, so, you know, I just happened to get lucky that a teacher quit really in this instance. And that, uh, my good friend was like, would you ever consider teaching history at a middle school level? And I was like, eh, yeah, I guess if it were available. And I was, I was a TA actually being this year. I was, a, I was a TA in fifth grade. So I was just a teaching assistant and I, they knew I wanted to move up, but they were making me wait till next year. Well, when that teacher quit, they needed someone. So they were like, would you mind taking over this job? And I was like, no, let's do it. So I've been teaching ever since this last, since October. 
And you've always, from the get go, you're you wanted to teach history. It wasn't yeah. like more I mean, recent yeah. thing. That's the most. That's the most fun. Like I, I did you major in history? No, my degree is in speech communications, man. That's just I'm like talking about the most. That's random. related though. It, it yeah. is, but it isn't. I mean, I mean, yes, I did a lot of presentations, so yeah, I'm more prepared to talk in front of large groups of people, even if they're children. Um, but at the same time, you know, most people have their degrees like in political science or they have degrees in early childhood education. I don't have that. Like I've done early childhood edu- education classes because, you know, I, I have to, but I didn't go into this with that purpose. Huh. Well, we'll definitely have to do a future pod on American history or some sort of history. I'm, I'm already, I'm, I'm already wanting to ask you more questions. Then I'm like, no, no, I want to stay on topic about this pod. This specific podcast is going to be. No about, worries. That's cool. We can definitely, we can definitely work that one. Out. I would love to debate and talk a little American history. One last question here. Okay. Out of all the American historical characters, people, obviously real people, not just characters from a book. Yeah. Which one would you be most intrigued to meet? Which 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 one? I mean, to me, it's probably like Thomas Jefferson, maybe. That's what comes to mind, but I have to think about it a little bit more. Sorry, I put you on the spot here. No, but. no, you're good. If, if I had to pick one, like I have one, honestly, it's very, it's easy enough. I'd pick Franklin Roosevelt because he's the only man to ever be elected four times as president and ever will be. No one can ever be elected four times ever again. So I'd want to talk to him because I'm just curious, like, you know, after overcoming polio and, and living the life that you live, I mean, obviously he was a millionaire, but it's like living life you live as this playboy, this, this dude, and then becoming president during a major war and then leading it all the way until just the end, getting elected to a, a, a you know, an unheard of fourth term and then dying almost at the beginning of that term. Just kind of be an interesting person to chat with. I'd really want to hear about you know, his thoughts. Cause I'm sure, you know, with all the stuff they've written about him, it's like, does people really know who this man is? I think it'd be, he'd be a fascinating story and persons to talk to in general. Hmm, that's a good one. I hadn't thought about that one. Oof. Okay. You got me some good food for that one. Definitely future pod on yes, history. Well, definitely. We'll Stay tuned. Together. Those, those listeners, it will come you yeah. history buffs like ourselves <laughs> here. Oh man. Love, love me some history.